Welcome to episode 9 of Idol Talk. Today, me and Joanne are talking about moral dilemmas. Alright, Joanne, this is uh, something you chose to talk about. Let's let's see where we go. Disclaimer, we're not professionals at all. I think moral dilemmas are like a fascinating a fascinating thought or uh, conversation starters. I, I use it as like icebreakers. Yeah. Uh, because you get to see like where this person is on the spectrum of right and wrong and okay. whether you align with it or not. Okay. Like the most iconic moral dilemma that we probably you have heard of. Yep. Is the trolley. Trolley. Yeah, yeah. the trolley experiment, whether you would choose one person to kill. To kill or five people. To kill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which one would you choose? I'll choose the one. You choose the one. Yeah. So that's basically saying that you value the the mass mm-hmm. over the individual. Yeah. Now there's another there's another step to it. Now, let's say the one person is a doctor uh-huh. and the other five people are construction workers. Okay. Who are you going to pick? Still picking the construction workers. You're still picking construction workers. Mm-hmm. Well, like, okay. See, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because I think in the in the trolley thing, it's guaranteed that one one of the choices will die, right? Yes, no guaranteed. matter how many people are on one side, how many other. So it's not like if I save the doctor, he can come help. And try to keep the other people alive, right? They're guaranteed to die. Guaranteed to die. So I'll just kill the one instead of killing the five. Mm -hmm. And not that the the job or the status makes it like like a factor. Mm -hmm. I'm just like I'm still gonna choose the one over the five. It's like uh, the thing that comes into people's mind is what is the benefit of saving the doctor? Yeah, over the construction workers, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people go, the doctor can save other people's lives. So saving him entails that he's going to save more people in the long run rather than the construction workers that are going to only build even though they are in or the construction workers are building the hospital <laughs> exactly that's one of the counter <laughs> because construction workers are helping the doctor save lives that's like, by providing them sufficient space and properly built buildings that's like the hardest that's like one of the hardest things is like what are you going to choose the one or the other and does someone contribute to society does that add to their value of a You know, I think that when they're like, the doctor is going to save more people, but also the doctor is smart enough not to stand in the middle of a trolley <laughs> track, right? Yeah. How did we, how do we get there? How do we, how do we? He probably cheated. No, but like, how did the, the doctor get there in the middle? Like, like, you can see us, right? And it's because the trolley, the brakes don't work, right? The, so you can swerve. And you can only shoot left or right. Yeah. You can either swerve or stay on the, the course and kill the guy, I guess. Yeah. I would choose I would choose the one individual as well because there is this deep philosophical statement it's like how much is a life worth mm-hmm. and there is this I know you don't watch anime but it's Full Metal Alchemist mm-hmm. and it's a taboo that you can't you can't bring somebody back to life yeah and in Full Metal Alchemist there's this thing it's like equivalent exchange so to get a pound of whatever you have to give a pound of something else right so people will try to bring back somebody's soul with X amount of whatever. Now, the reason why you can't do that is because what determines the value of that soul? Yeah. You can't can't. can't value it. It's invaluable. Exactly. And that can mean the world to somebody and then to a stranger. It's like, I don't even know that person. Yeah. So that's like the way in of the one in the five. Mm -hmm. Even though this person's a doctor, these five lives and that one life are are not equal because there's five to one. Yeah. And it's one to one, depending on who it is. Uh, it's interesting they're like what if it's a doctor i wouldn't know that's a guy that guy's a doctor yeah that woman's a doctor huh he has a 
kazoo. He's a coat. Oh. oh, I feel like in real life they're not out there wearing their coats. <laughs> I, Did do you realize under the coat doctors are wearing suits? Well, I've seen a lot of doctors wear scrubs. Yeah, but most of the time, like when you go when it, when they're not operating on you, when you go to like a doctor's visit, they're wearing like slacks and like the male doctors that I've seen, slacks and dress shoes and like a uh, button up. I've seen a few of them under that, yeah. under the coat, and I was like, if you take off the coat because you don't you don't take that outside. Mm-mm. Because you're contaminating the coat, right? You yeah. only wear it in the hospital, yeah, or in the doctor's office, and so like I, I, that could just look like a regular, well dressed man to me, yeah. And so I wouldn't know unless it, like he's wearing a sign or like has a sign that says "I'm a doctor." Like, so I think it's interesting. Like in the real like scenario, I'd be like, I wouldn't know who's who does what. The guy I could be choosing to save, they could be a group of killers that they're the ones that cut the <laughs> brakes, right? You don't know. <laughs> And the guy in the middle could just be just some random dude, or the that guy could be a terrible person, mm-hmm. and he could be a murderer too. Yeah. And the people in the trolley are just innocent people that just happened to get on the trolley, and it wasn't their day. And now it's just like I don't know until the decision is made what the consequences would be. Now, if you were to add a personal note to it, mm-hmm. someone you know, mm-hmm. uh, fill it in with someone of value to you. Mm-hmm. Five people you don't know. Let me make it spicy, right? <laughs> um, let's say it's you on the track, right? Okay. On In the middle. And it's like the rest of the boys in the trolley with me. Okay. So now I have to decide between killing you or killing the rest of the boys. Let's let's, let's, let's make that the scenario, right? Okay. And let's, uh, let's put me in the middle for your scenario, right? And then the rest of the boys. So now, looking at it now, I'm just like, shit, do I kill Joan or do I kill Christian... Muhammad, Fabrian, DJ, Kenroy, like, do I save them or do I kill, or do I, or do I save you? Mm-hmm. And so now looking at that, like, it's like, that's a hard decision. You know, when you play like a video game, it's like the timer's out and it decides for you. Yeah. It's probably going to be one of them things where it's like, oh, fuck, I haven't decided <laughs> and it just, I'm going to just end up running over you. But I don't think I'll be able to fully choose which ones to save? I'll just I'll just be stuck and frozen. Like realistically, I'll probably be like, fuck. It happens. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able. Like your your value is less than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> like it wouldn't be like yeah, John, easy. Like it would yeah. be like in in a real life scenario, it'd be like, fuck. <laughs> like I'll be yelling like, what the fuck do I do? And it's like, I feel like <laughs> if there's enough time, like yo, should I kill him? You asked for that. I look at you. Should I kill? Should I kill him? Like, no, kill says. us. Bet. <laughs> I, but for me, I don't think I would be indecisive. I think it would just haunt me for the rest the of the decision. Day. Yeah, for the rest no matter of, what, no matter even if like it was like you had to make the decision. Like I just wouldn't. I'll be traumatized. I would just say pick me. Same. That's my thing. Just pick me. You're like. Just make sure I don't splat all over the place. Or it's painful. At least try to like speed it up. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speed yeah. yeah. Make sure. Speed make sure you up. kill me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> speed it up and then reverse. Don't make me go through it too much. Oh my god! Imagine if you kill me the first time. You reverse and then the one kills me. It's like <laughs> uh, you feel it. Oh my god! Did you hear that? Oh goddamn it! Goddamn it! I didn't do it. My bad. I know this is the one thing you wanted. I'm sorry. There's there's the other is um moral dilemmas of. If someone steals food for their starving family, is that a crime? Ooh. 
logically, he did commit a crime. Mm-hmm. But is the bigger crime his inability to not be able to feed <laughs> his family? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not blaming him. It could be some extra circumstances like it could be um famine like whenever i hear that scenario it, it takes me back to an age where it's just like 1920s yeah Great depression like, even before then it's like famine war the like yeah. king queen like takes me like oh that that peasant stole bread not, for his not family this, not this day yeah age. not this day a little age. bit further back yeah <laughs> like yeah um so like I don't think of modern times when I hear that that moral dilemma for sure. Um, so I if, think hmm? yeah. But what if it's in this day and age? Because I feel like it's more you have a lot of X factors, you know, mm. back then. Yeah. But now that there is an abundance of whatever, would you would you punish that individual? So what am I, the police officer, or what am I, the judge? judge. What am I, the judge? The judge. I would uh, take into account what the person says to me. That would be the biggest because you, there's no jury mm-hmm. in those kind of cases, right? It's just the judge and the, the yeah, person. Yeah, just one to one. So I would take into account what the person says to me, and if the person gives me like good reasoning, and it's like this is what's happening, this is my like, give me the context into why you stole this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're just like, man, I just needed it because of this, this, this like that's I'm gonna be like guilty. Bye, get out of here. Yeah. But if they're like, all right, so this, if they painted me the whole picture and they, they allowed me the ability to understand why they did it, and that kind of connects me and my humanity to them, and it's like into their humanity. And so I'm just like, okay, um, I have to punish you no matter what, right? Because it was a crime, but I'm not going to send you to jail. I'm going to be like, just pay for it, right? As easy as that sounds, like, well, if I could have paid for it, I wouldn't have to steal it, right? <laughs> right? But when you get, like, that fee, they give you a certain amount of days to pay. It's not like, pay it now. It'll be like, you have 30 days to pay whatever it is. Right? Then it builds interest. And then, no, and then you get sent to jail. <laughs> no, it, it builds interest, and then once the No, no, they just be like, right? get out. <laughs> like, the, the 30 days are just like, you have this amount of time. Like, they're not going to be like, all right, now you have 60 days or you're going to go to jail. Like, it's like, pay for it. And then if you don't pay for it, then we'll co- we're going to come get you. And it's going to be no, like, no, like, tell me why you did it or not. It's going to be like, you're just going to get the punishment that you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. So they give them that certain amount of days. It's like, you know, you have this, t- this amount of days to pay it. Just, you know, pay for it. And then, you know, look for other, other ways to to maybe it was a feature family so maybe it's like now just you know there's some resources to help you you know do that as, as opposed to to sending you to jail and then taking away that ability to do it altogether. yeah is the punishment is the is the punishment equal to the crime committed you know because mm-hmm. then you're just removing that person from the family now they're gonna suffer even more yeah that's like and if you were, if the person that was stealing was the prime provider and they had to steal to provide, mm-hmm. and you're removing them from the equation, you're punishing the family more yeah. so. I mean, I would just be. <laughs> <laughs> these these are tough questions. I like to think about because you see the ripple effect of action. Yeah. How, like there's no like, no there's no. just there's just no fin there's no conclusion like all right yeah. he did that that's done there's like. Like you said, the ripple effects. Like, yeah. okay, now they're not going to be able to provide. Now they have to go do something else for that. They have to go. 
one path is life of crime. One path is maybe dying completely because they had no one to provide to. One path is like maybe they'll find somebody who can help them in the proper way. It's like there's multiple paths to our decisions, to our conclusions. And so it's not just because it's like, oh, crime done, jail, easy. That's it. That's over. <laughs> like, right? That Close that chapter of that book. Like, no, there's uh, it's a lot of uh, pages you haven't seen yet and they don't develop until, you know, you decide. Until so. the next page is turned. Has there any been? Has there ever been like a moral dilemma that you had to deal with personally? Through your, your, your own experience? Not on the scale of like. Not a life and death. I, I don't think no, so. like uh, any of these scenarios, like. Not really. I mean, you, you go first. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was selling weed in college. Oh. To that, pay for my books in class. So, how is that a moral dilemma? Because if I get caught, I'm not going to go to class. <laughs> I'm going to go to school. <laughs> I'm going to get thrown in jail. So, like, the dilemma was, do I do this so that I can continue going to class okay. or or not go to class at all? Like, that was, like, the moral. Like, do I do bad so I can achieve some sort of uh, greatness? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been in a situation like that. No, I don't think so. I mean, not to, not on the top of my head. Mm. I don't, th- I think I've had some situations like... Should I do this or should I do this? But it's it's never been morally indifferent. Mm. Like I've never been like, oh my god, this is gonna change the complete nature of who I am. Like, I've never had to make a decision like that. Mm. Like, do I do this to do this, or what if I get caught? I can't do this anymore. Like, I feel like I've been fortunate enough to just be good in that realm where I don't have to make those crazy decisions yet. Where it's like. I have to have make I do have to make certain decisions, but they're not on that scale where it's like fuck. This is morally unethical, or like I don't feel good doing it. Like mm-hmm. I've always been true to myself and just true to the to the logical outcomes, because I try to put myself in the best positions as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Like I try to eliminate any X factors from any equations that I'm in. I try to get straight to the point try to get a to b as as efficiently as possible and at some points it's like at that point it's like fear of getting fucked up or getting or failing or things like that but getting fucked up what do you mean by like maybe just like it just like a fight no 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 no. i'm talking about fucking decisions i don't well that could be outcome of a decision whatever but it's just like getting fucked up in a way where it's like like the decision fucking went completely the other way mm-hmm. and the consequences from that are completely unmanageable to what I was expecting them to be. Mm-hmm. And so I try to eliminate that and try to clear a path for myself to where I can get to A to B and get the desired outcome I want. So that's what that's what I meant in that way. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are bad people off cuff or is it good people making bad decisions i mean good people making bad choices that continuously progressively gets worse and worse like what do you i don't think there's a right answer Mm -hmm. i think it's both i think good people make bad decisions every day um bad being the keyword because bad is there's variables to that it could be bad like oh that i ate this and I got food poisoning. That's bad. Or it could be 
I laundered fifty thousand dollars from my business from this business I work at, this company I work at, mm-hmm. and that's bad. Yeah. Right. So, I think good people make bad decisions. I feel like that's what happens on a daily basis, but I don't think people are born bad. Mm. I think people are born into bad environments, and then the bad environments consume them. Mm. So if it's like if you're born into a life of crime, let's say your parents were bank robbers, right, to make it as cartoonish as possible. <laughs> but they're, they're all you grow up learning that that attitude, right? They're like, oh, we have to steal from this because they hate us, and this is the only way we can get money, right? You learn that, like, maybe that toxic toxicity. And so you grow up in a bad environment, and you adapt those bad behaviors and those bad thoughts and those bad... Uh, those bad characteristics and so I feel like if you put a baby in a room it's like this this baby's not gonna start fucking shit up because it's born that way it, mm-hmm. maybe it, it, it'll learn that throughout its life I think that was one of the that was one of the questions that people thought about when it came to psychopaths mm-hmm. like where does this person get those traits from like why do they choose to lie even though they have been in an environment where truth has been held to such a standard and why do they choose to hurt other animals and not be empathetic and all these things that has always been an interesting question it's also like those serial killers that they kill their mother or their siblings and it's just like people who have these quote-unquote good lives from the outside Mm -hmm. what brought them to that or if they were always like that that was an interesting question that I always thought about. Well, I think, listen, let me not generalize serial killers, but. <laughs> you don't want to offend them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the environment they're in, right? You can be filled with love, da da da, right? How people are saying, like, oh, they're filled with love and happiness and they got everything they ever wanted. Why are they this way? I think it the entire environment we need to look at, right? So if the at home life is good, Right? That's perfect, right? What What about school, right? Because when you're a child, you go to school. How's that environment like? How are they feeling in that environment? How is the environment treating them? How is their relationship with other classmates and other kids their age? Because so if your environment is good at home, that's great. But maybe you're getting babied. Maybe you're a mom's boy. And then that, those characteristics are transferring over to school. And people are noticing that. And people now are using that fact and making fun of you because that's what happens at school. Like you do something and then it's perceived by others as it could be a joke or it could be they're really serious. You don't you never know. It's school. School is different for everybody. So I feel like if your at home life is good and it doesn't translate well to your at school life and then so that environment isn't perfect no more, right? It is now a dynamic environment where it can fluctuate either way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that trauma that they're experiencing at that age that is what fuels them later on in life with those decisions, those bad decisions they make. So you can say, looking from the outside in, their they mom, their mom loved them so much. They provided everything that she could ever, she ever could. And it's like, well, the school life wasn't that good. Like maybe they weren't fulfilled as a child doing their own things. Maybe they wanted to play basketball, but they couldn't because they were they just weren't good at basketball, right? Mm-hmm. They want maybe they want to do all these other things that they just couldn't do because they they didn't have the ability to, or they didn't have the chance to, or they just maybe didn't have the self esteem to go out and try. 
like there's a lot of factors that we um try to put in one thing and call it something that is not but we have to really dissect every single part of that person's life to kind of determine why they came out like that but i don't think we should try to figure out the reason we should just try to understand that person maybe more better and talk to them and see okay what is something un- unresolved about you that like let's get to know let's try to let's try to get it through you as opposed to outside looking in like let me just talk directly to the person because then it could be like yeah one day in third grade this girl kicked me in my face so hard i just hated the world after that like <laughs> okay we we're somewhere now and so how do that hate lead to where we are today like yeah so i think let's try to let's stop trying to do our research on people maybe just try to if we're if we're able to talk to the source directly because i feel like people don't do that because they may be scared of this person mm. like oh he's a, he killed four people what if he tries to kill me it's like that is a possibility <laughs> that that could happen but maybe uh get it from the horse's mouth directly and see what and try to get the answers that way as opposed to digging through and making assumptions that may be correct or maybe not be correct but better to understand fully as opposed to guess interesting interesting fact you're more likely to be killed by somebody you know does that worry you yeah i do i do think that (laughs) (laughs) so so you know what i you know what i think of that stat when i hear i i hear you're more likely to get killed by somebody you know by accident like not even Mm. on purpose so i feel like let me put myself in the killing somebody by accident right if i'm driving a car and somebody's in a passenger seat and then something happens and i crash the car and i kill that other person it's like fuck i killed this person and i i might be dead too i might just not die right now but i think about that like accident accidental deaths like you might get killed by somebody you know by accident that's it that's what i get like when i hear that that's my initial by accident i don't really worry about on purpose because i feel like why worry about that then you would just be crippled by the fact that you know x amount of people and that they one of them might kill you on purpose like <laughs> i feel like it's a it's only a, a fear of mine where it's like oh shit it's by accident mm. you accidentally killed me like that's a i've i one time feared i like that i may accidentally poison somebody with my cooking when i started for mm, self cooking yeah and that was a fear of mine and also driving if I might crash or something. I I feel I know that's a fear of yours. That's why you're so yeah. What's it? Three I'm, o'clock. Six I'm o'clock? defensive driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Except when I'm by myself. I'm like fucking. Let's. Go. I'm a fucking NASCAR driver. Let's go. I don't. I would prefer that just to see that natural state. To <laughs> NASCAR driver. Well, yeah. It's in, it's uh, not for everybody. So I'd rather just be safe than sorry. Because then my insurance goes up if I survive. Do you survive? Yeah, if I survive the car crash and you don't, like, fuck, I gotta pay more insurance. Because then my insurance will pay out for your death. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. And then the death of the people that I crashed the car into, like, I think in my policy I have accidental death protection. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's like, if I have a passenger, it'll be, like, won't be that much. Whatever value they instill on the life, but I don't know. 
that, that comes back to the question it's like how much a life is worth <laughs> Insu- life insurance knows about that uh, they have to they have to handle that every day like fuck we gotta pay a hundred thousand dollars this today for this person it's like oh we'll pay 50k tomorrow for the next accident i don't know how they i don't know how they decide that honestly i don't even know where to start i don't even know where to imagine start. you put value like potential they could have been a doctor if it's a kid Right, potential, potential. Value, yeah. like they could have been a doctor you know you took away a doctor from the life meanwhile that kid's playing fortnite and he's <laughs> like i'm gonna be esports player and after a certain age they have like stagnant <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah the, the, his ceiling is like on the floor <laughs> if he's 45 he's not gonna be a doctor but like there are certain professions where you have to deal with moral dilemmas on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. like being a soldier mm-hmm. police officer firefighter EMT. Who decides your morals, right? You learn your morals through going up in whatever environment you're in. So the, your morals are different than my morals. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has the same morals. You, there's no cookie cutter set of morals. Like the, your morals, let's say, let's let's say you have ten rules or ten principles in your moral sheet, right? Let's say everybody has ten. Everybody's ten is going to be so different in layout and in what they are. Mm-hmm. So my number one moral could be like loyalty. And yours, if you have the same moral, let's say loyalty is fourth on yours instead of one, right? That's just the severity of those principles are different already, just on where they're placed. Yeah. And so morals, moral dilemmas are all based upon the moral principles you have gained throughout your life, your mm-hmm. own life, as opposed to the ones told and set by society, society and telling you what they should be. Your morals are going to be the ones you set be- through your life experiences and through what you believe. So, when it comes to moral dilemmas, it's like, well, to me, morally, that's wrong. To you, that could be okay. Yeah. And that's okay in its in itself. We don't know what the situation is. To me, it's wrong. To you, it's okay. And that's fine. I, but like, then once we start making it specific, I killed that guy because he did this to that person. And it's like, yo, that's wrong. You shouldn't kill nobody at all. And then to, to you, that could be justice. That's justice. They harmed this person in that way. I did. I brought justice to this person. Right. Yeah. And like when you say police officers and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, like <laughs> we, we have to bring this person to justice, but we have to do it this way. The rules that we all agreed upon yeah. as a society, as opposed to now nah, let's do that shit right now. And let's bring this person justice mm-hmm. at that moment so jobs like that roles like that are extremely difficult to use your own morals as opposed to the morals set by society already because mm-hmm. you have to you have these set of rules but then you have your own set of rules and so now people can be looked at as anarchists as to be like I'm just going to use my set of rules I'm not going to use these set of rules because fuck those rules like they con- they con- constrict me in a way yeah so I think you need to just be aware of the the guides, the guidelines and rules set by society, but also make your own and live your life through your own principles mm-hmm. and find out what's important to you and what's important to your soul. That was very deep. Thank you. That was extremely deep. I can't, I can't even follow that up. <laughs> well, I don't. You know, I think you don't give yourself enough credit because I feel like whenever you hit me like with some shit like this, like off pod or like in general like i'll be like hey man yeah just finished uh making a sandwich and you're like you know what i think about i think about like what's the value of life and and 
and a soul and like when you mean a little deep stuff like that I'd be like damn bro I wasn't even fucking ready for that like so I feel like there's gonna be some moments where you, where you leave me how I, li- I left you just now mm-hmm. later on and I feel like I'm excited for that and it's cause like I wasn't even thinking about the point of when I was thinking about when I, I was thinking about like a life or death situation right mm-hmm. with the soldiers and the police and the firefighters or the EMT is like why I feel is like the moral dilemma is that you know in this situation you have full control and that's mm-hmm. within your power and the moral dilemma is do you take it in or do you let it slide like if you're in the, if you're in the ambulance and you're saving someone's life yeah. and it's gone like do you do you take it like that's such a hard like do you actually like yo I let this person die like yeah. that's and you made a mistake or you slipped up you were too late to add whatever chemical i don't i don't know I'm not a professional disclaimer yeah. and <laughs> is how how hard is that gonna how hard does that fall on you these these things that because we are human some things are gonna slip up let's just go back to the society versus your own set of rules it's like society should say that you should feel bad for letting that happen but what if your principles are like i tried my best i did all i could mm-hmm. and i'm okay with that that's okay right you don't have to feel this overextending guilt by letting this person die if you know true to yourself that you tried as, as best as you could you didn't give up on this person and you continue to fight until the, unfortunately that person's end then your own morals and your set of guidelines and principles are enough to not let you feel what society wants you to feel in that way where it's like nah man I tried my best I knew, like I did what I could I did everything I could I, over, I overextended what that person let's say quote unquote needed like I tried my very best to do that to, to save this person but if I, I couldn't I'm not going to feel bad about it because I know I tried my very best and I put all my effort in on that specific situation now you're hearing that you're like damn you're fucked up like do people hear that like you're fucked up you're fucked up or you don't feel bad at all well it's like I feel sad for the person that I just that just lost their life but I don't feel bad about myself for trying and, and failing yeah. you know like that kind of like honesty with oneself and being okay with yourself that way can be this um this definitely uh opened up my eyes again to society's morals yeah uh what standards quote-unquote standards that yeah the pressures that you get from it Mm -hmm. and how you have to put your own put your own standards up your own morals and ethics as you go through life and you get them you get them you take society standards and then you make them your own and then you maybe throw out some things and then pick up some things because we don't have a set of standard that the whole entire world follows right mm-hmm. our part of the world has these standards some other parts of the world will have their own standards yeah like some people are okay with cannibalism yeah and <laughs> as weird as that may feel to us that's somebody's norm right and it's not an entire society's norm. It's just a specific part of our society that that is the norm for them. And that is okay to them. And then for us, it's bad. It's like, you can't do that. That's the life you're taking. You can't eat a person. Yeah. So that's a good place to end it. Yeah, that's a good place to end it. We talked about morals. We talked about our own ideology of what life is and what's the value of life. And yeah. can you even measure that? And no, I don't think you can constructing our own morals and ethics compared to society that's a journey 
that is constructing your own set of principles and set of things you believe in that is a journey that that never ends yeah don't forget it's always changing if someone's the same from four years ago i would say be worrisome of that person (laughs) that this was a a good conversation you left me dumbfounded that was not dumbfounded but speechless yeah that was really good i mean that's why i think we started this podcast i don't talk to kind of uh get our brains flowing and firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. so i enjoyed it that was a good good episode i didn't think it was gonna be a long one but we just ended up going it actually did go longer than we thought yeah I, <laughs> uh here i thought i was like hey i'm gonna edit a 30 minute episode and it's like no maybe not <laughs> let's yeah. see where where we end up but thank you guys for listening this has been idle talk i'm fernando and i'm valdez the don and we'll see you next week deuces peace